0: are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A
1: level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic.
0: And Action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Oakjaw! Oakjaw. Yeah. Oakjaw. What the hell is Oakjaw? What is Oakjaw? To tell us. A special, wonderful guest is joining us on the show. The lovely Aaron is here! Yay! Thanks for being here, Aaron.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and I'm really excited to be back to talk about Oakja.
0: Yes. This is Aaron's second appearance on the show,
1: Kyle. After quite a memorable (laughs) first appearance. After the lobster.
2: The
0: lobster. The lobster. And now now we're here to talk about another animal film. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Curious enough. Mm. Yeah. In fact. We planned
2: that. What Mm -hmm. did we
0: like so much about the lobster? It was so bizarre.
2: It was weird, right? It was different.
0: It was eccentric. This was pretty eccentric and different. Oh, yeah. The acting
2: was good. in the lobster.
0: Lapster?
2: Yeah. The lapster.
0: Yeah. So we're here to talk about Oakjaw. Oakja. So, Oakja. Right. so what is Oakjaw, James? Are we looking for a plot summary? Plot summary. Right, see if I can make it through it. One minute summary. <laughs> Go. Here we are. Here it is. The story of
1: Oakja is the relationship between a young girl and her miraculous animal friend, Which kind of looks like a cross between a hippo a dog and a a pig all at once the super pig
2: it is a super pig a genetically
1: modified super pig and the the struggle to maintain innocence in the face of corporate greed Mm. whitewashing (laughs) the demands of the the world at large against your humble happy existence friend oh there's so many themes in this movie kyle aaron what did I miss? I missed a lot.
2: Yeah, you missed a lot. Um, <laughs> so the main character, her name is Miha, and mm. essentially there's a evil corporation, which I think that they meant to do this. Monsanto is also somewhat of an evil corporation, and the one in the movie is called... Uh, Miranda. Is Miranda Corporation. <laughs> right. And um, they're essentially using a kind of what I would call green marketing with an evil undertone. So they're trying to say, we're gonna feed the world with these super pigs, these genetically modified super pigs, um, and we're gonna hold this contest to see uh, if we can grow the biggest super pig. And then they're gonna have this huge celebration and essentially, there's farmers all over the world that are raising these super pigs. And it takes place in South Korea, where this uh, farmer and uh, this young girl raise the pig out in the wilderness, which is quite beautiful, by the way. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. As is
0: the super pig, As is Oak the ja. super pig.
2: Yeah, there's just um, really human qualities about it it seems really empathetic like it can understand emotion and the super pig creates a really strong bond with the young girl yada 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 and what happens is they surprise surprise oh spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) right away um The super pig wins the competition, which also means that it's going to be slaughtered, unfortunately. And so there's kind of this clash between capitalism and people from the animal liberation front and people that are trying to save the super pig. So it's just this really interesting dynamic of um, society and people that are like battling between friends and food, right? And I think that's what the director was really talking about, is that dichotomy between, like, friend or food, right?
0: Absolutely. And it all is encompassed in a wonderful kind of genre-bending heist film where uh, Miha goes on a grand adventure to save Oakjaw. First of all, to figure out where Oakjaw is, not understanding that this super pig trial was, of course, to get ready for the massive breeding and slaughtering of all these animals to feed the world Um, and so it brings her on a grand adventure she meets many amazing people along the way but the whole time it's framed around her love of the animal and desire to get back and uh, to enjoy that bond that they forged over 10 years of growth and development and love for the super pig Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Aaron recommended this wonderful film to us.
2: I absolutely did. I, um, I watched it with my, what, what do you call your wife, your honey baby? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with my honey baby.
1: Whoa, wait. I don't know if you could take that.
2: <laughs> it's good right, for now. But. I'll leave that for you. Um, <laughs> with your
1: prized pig. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> there you um, go.
2: And um both of us happened to be vegetarian and so we both uh, just really liked the the commentary, the social commentary of the movie and the acting was really well done and so I just thought it would be um, a great podcast for all of us to kind of dive into and talk Absolutely. about because there's so many themes. and you too. know what
1: no I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off there for a second. first of all, quick roll call. everybody here
0: vegetarian? Well, I wasn't until. Watching Oakjaw. Correct. And I walked into the living room to watch Oakjaw with my wife, who is a vegetarian, and I walked out of the room crying and then a vegetarian. And that was that. So now
1: myself and the honey baby are vegetarians, both. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Kyle
1: and Kira, both vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Aaron and Prize Pig. I didn't know if you wanted to go up his name, Andres. (laughs) So that's six for six. Six for six.
2: Correct. That's right. And for all of you listeners out there, after you're done watching Oak Jock, you may as well also just become a vegetarian.
1: I wrote that. Kyle, I have so many comments. I have so many notes. And Erin has great notes. And I think that's what we're going uh, to tackle a lot of these themes in a second. But one of the notes I had written down here was I, I took notes in real time I was just watching the movie. I have written right here. I hope this inspires millions of people to become vegetarians. I don't know how far the movie's reached. I don't know if it's up in Netflix's rankings or what have you, mm-hmm. but I couldn't imagine watching this as a little kid and not being shocked into some form of action because it takes quite a dark turn. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the, the the message is unmistakable. It essentially punches you in the face the message. It's not subtle at all. You know.
0: It is not, yeah. yeah. They're essentially, when they bring you to the... And that's one of the interesting things about the different kind of mixed media platforms that we have now is... I don't know if any conventional studio would have looked at this and gone, Mm -hmm. yeah, we can release that. Because it does try and and pull the strings in all sorts of different directions, but presents mostly a very accessible viewing experience Mm -hmm. that's not too shocking until it's very shocking at the end with a lot of very um, kind of graphic uh, cattle slaughter imagery, Mm -hmm. having the super pigs all packed in and moving to their... Death, which is very graphically shown as well, um, and not absolutely a one to one analog of what happens every single day.
2: You know, it's really interesting that you say that because I actually read that the director, one of his uh, previous movies that he did was called Snowpiercer, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that was produced by the Weinstein Company. Great reputation. <laughs> and um, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> And um, he said that he didn't have as much creative freedom as he wanted with the Snowpiercer movie. And so after he partnered with Netflix, and um, I think it was another production company, he had, like, full reign to do, like, all of the political and social commentary that he wanted with this movie. And I think it shows. And I think the end product was um, just really powerful with this movie. So
0: He's also the director of a movie called The Host, which is another... uh, Korean language film, and it focuses around one specific monster uh, that is brought to life through the events of basically environmental. Uh, disaster by having a a US uh, Marine Corps or Army Corps or something basically dumping toxic waste formaldehyde (laughs) into a river which is inspired off of real events that happened Um, and then this monster many years later uh, comes from that and of course you're empathetic to the monster that conveys so much emotion with very basic CGI elements and uh, and it has a really great arc in the end has a lot of um, political activists uh, and that sort of imagery so it kind of follows those same beats as well this movie um, but instead of being your typical kind of monster movie that maybe would have been a little bit more marketable this director and these stories and the accessibility of this kind of media has gotten to the point where I feel like visionaries like this can really get there picture out there Mm -hmm. and one of the things i was most impressed by for this entire movie was that the viewpoint of the story was always around the main character miha and her journey with the superpid chaos was happening around them on the highways with the big chases and the activist group going to try and save oak jaw from uh from a a truck on the middle of the highway, something you'd see in like the Avengers, but all that's (laughs) happening behind her and kind of out of frame. And she is the focus and her emotions and the, the love of the animals and the fact that everybody else almost is ignoring that even the activists in a, in a way as well, everybody's pretty much ignoring that. And she lived and grew up with that connection to that very special animal. And that is her goal to, uh, to find that love and to share that with another Living thing on earth. Well, I Kyle, know. I'm glad you talked about it. Can I, can I piggy? You can.
2: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Super oh. piggy. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I totally appreciate what you're saying. I felt the same thing as I was watching the movie. The little girl was simply caught in the middle. All She was simple and innocent. She just had the love for her super pig, and she wanted it back. And that was her entire focus. And she just winds up being caught in the middle of all these weird things, all these things that are out of her control, corporate greed, uh, extreme activism if you want to call it that whatever right uh, we'll talk more about that in a little while yeah. but one thing that I really love about the character of Miha is even though she's caught in the middle of all this intense action and corruption and craziness and and uh, chaos like you said boy does she have moral clarity you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. I wrote down at certain points like she, she like her mantra is essentially like don't bend and don't break yeah in the face of attempted to being co-opted by the corporation in the face of trying to side with what with given the option to side with the the ALF she is a no compromising individual and she's she's such a little heroine i love her she has right. a true like call to action this movie. She, she goes from being a simple essentially a rural lifestyle peasant essentially right mm-hmm. i think i just said essentially twice fuck whatever <laughs> uh, but she gets her call <laughs> to action she gets you know, she has like true hero's arc in the movie
0: yeah. you know yeah totally and uh while also Boy, I, being I, I static that. through her, you know, hero's vision that is uncompromised. Many other stories would tell that, and uh, and the main character might change more on their nope. journey. But she starts and finishes as kind of the paragon of morality. At one point, when she,
1: she's being faced
0: with, like, a couple
1: of adults, you know, really intimidating or potentially intimidating authority figures for the corporation, and they're trying to sweeten the deal with her and all that stuff, and she just, like... Get Oakja on the phone now! Like just <laughs> right in their faces, you know. And she smacks away the little billboards they wanted to hold for the photo ops. No. Yeah. No, no.
2: What did she say, James?
1: She's well. I. The translation was. <laughs> Get Oakja on the phone now! Mm-hmm. Just
2: kidding. Did she's I, yell it? I yelled it. <laughs> no, but you mentioned about that sense of morality too, yeah. and and I don't think that the whole theme of this movie is for you to walk away and be a vegetarian. It's just for you to be a humane person and to think about your own morality. Because if you look at her when she's with her grandfather in in the woods in like uh, the mountains of South Korea, they actually eat chicken. Like she's not a vegetarian. Her favorite meal is chicken stew. And so they're Mm. not saying like Don't be a vegetarian, but think about what moral behavior is. Think about like what is an ethical thing to do, Mm -hmm. and live your life accordingly. And I think that in itself is also really powerful. So it's not just like saying like you're a bad person if you eat meat, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You
1: do know this movie was funded by PETA, right? Was it? (laughs) 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 Kidding. All
2: right, but
1: uh, I I want to make sure that we get to some of the juicy stuff. Um, because I you know Mikael got a lot of nitpicking and shit like. that I of could course. Do. But I think one of the most powerful contributions uh, from our friend Aaron here is the list of social commentary that we could get into. Is everybody ready to get into it? Let's yeah. get into All right.
2: it. Roll up your sleeves.
1: Aaron made a list here, <laughs> and uh, we've already sort of hit a couple of them, uh, but I'm going to introduce them in no particular order. Sure. And one of them is Green Marketing Scam. Yes. Talk to us, Erin.
2: Okay, so... Did that happen in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, green marketing is a term where people use like the terms natural or eco-friendly or things Mm -hmm. like that to gain a consumer base that's favorable.
0: Clean coal.
2: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. God, take it easy.
1: You almost made me spit out the water. The lucky pocket. Beautiful,
2: water. clean coal. Why are you doing it in my accent?
1: I'm not from West Virginia. I don't stand up for that shit. No, All no, right, it's
2: anyway. Donald Trump. Oh. Yeah. Oh okay.
1: boy, I don't know how to
0: feel about this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. from a similar part of the world. He's, he's from Manhattan.
2: He's, Yeah, he's still New York. It's a
0: similar part. All right. Yeah, but, so anyway,
2: we're getting off <laughs> So there are definitely instances where companies will use green marketing to lure a consumer base that is interested in being more eco-friendly or less using products that are less harmful to the world. And in this movie, the Miranda Corporation essentially it alludes to the fact that whoever the father was was just this like evil person and he had an evil agenda and so his two daughters are taking over and they're trying to change the face of the Mm, Miranda Corporation and -hmm. and they're trying to say no we want to feed the world with all of the food all the super pigs you know we're doing good things but then behind the scenes they're actually doing a lot of evil work and so um, that also happens you know with companies here in America as well
0: especially because not at any point did any of those individuals express any sort of ethics about genetically modifying the pigs and then it was almost as if you know just assuming their natural level of care for whatever it was going to be moving forward they it was they even say at one point that those animals are referred to as their property all throughout (laughs) the, the the movie so there's absolutely no Empathy, no connection to the life that's there whatsoever. It's strictly you know what ones and
1: zeros. am oh, sorry, Carter, but you know what? I truly like. I, I noted this right at the beginning because it's so on your face. the The opening is very intriguing because it has that corporate, sleek sheen of like really well polished mm-hmm. graphics and a presentation. And we're going to be in this this converted warehouse. We're going to, pit you know, the product pitch and the and I was like, "This is so timely because that's exactly what all these fucking companies are doing." You know, right. from, from yeah. Apple to BP to Amazon, like all of them. Like, mm-hmm. if you just do a little bit of investigating, you'll find the disgusting profit over anything else right. motive. But they, boy, will they make it look good, right? They will make it. They'll greenwash the shit out of it. Totally. Exactly. And her presentation was like the bubbly, cute graphics, and <laughs> look at what we're doing for the world, and we're traveling all over the place and discovering these super pigs and blah. but. It, it leads me to a question, and then and then we'll jump to another topic because mm-hmm. I have a question. I need I need something clarified because I'm not remembering. Was the pig, the the? I could have swore that the corporate greenwashing was that they discovered. A previously undescribed species of pig deep in a forest, and then they decided to bring it into a facility and breed it. But I thought the disgusting revelation later on was that they never discovered a wild species; they had genetically engineered it from the get-go. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Interesting. See the difference there? Yeah. Do you remember this
0: or? What I don't remember them ever spinning it as if they have like found it, but that's interesting. That no, you. I thought they I did. I think
2: I think anyway. what had happened is that they had these disgusting tests because remember at the end of the movie there were all these caves Mm -hmm. of like disformed piglets and everything and it's because in the lab they were doing all of these um, really heinous tests on these animals trying to genetically modify the best ones and that's also why they were holding this contest um, to see like, okay, we're just going to send like 10 or 20 or 50 of these out and see like how...
0: Yeah, the 26 uh, pig specimens go to farmers all over the world, and 10 years later, they're all going to be brought to New York, and one of them is going to win the Correct, competition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, but what was the inception? Was the inception a one wild type specimen that was found? Hey, we're scientists here, right? I don't
2: or think Or so.
0: was it... It seems like it is, it was genetic genetically, experimentation. Yeah. yeah. But I'm
1: pretty sure in that sleek corporate presentation of beginning they tried to spin it as though they had innocently found one i'm sure that in they the probably forest, yeah and that they, they've been
0: breeding it ever since right. they're like you know your familiar local pig we found this and the you know that's your thing you know, we to kind of give people a connection to it all right but i wanted to forget that because we don't we, it well one of the interesting board, right? things about that and what you said uh before is that you you know that against all the greenwashing that it's total bullshit when the cameras turn off and uh, Lucy the, who's mm-hmm. the head of the company basically just as an aside turns around and says like and we're gonna make a fucking ton of money or something right. and it's like, like the to, minute that yeah. you know the public facing part of it is over then you get the truth that comes yep. through
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's why I had sort of written as my next item that we could go to Erin in mm-hmm. the commentaries female CEOs because what you said was the dad was originally like oh he had such a PR problem he was a, just, mm-hmm. he was a jerk blah blah but then the daughters come in to try to make it like all nice and I thought throughout the movie like this is interesting because and in and a lot of times in movies it's the old white male that's like the money hungry evil yada yada but in this movie they put a female in that role mm-hmm. and she kind of looks polished but you see cracks in the makeup and you, you get sort of a, a peek behind the curtain and then she's not ruthless enough so they replace her with her sister who is even more shameless and ruthless exactly. so i was like good god like once that sick thinking of profit over over anything sinks in then It's it's anybody could be a monster, you know anybody.
2: Right, and a lot of it has to do with ego as well, because you can see in these characters how they're actually really concerned about their own celebrity, and the Mm. idea of pageantry comes up where they're just like making a huge show of it, and they're saying like, oh, we they want the celebrity, they want to be known as people who revolutionized something, you know, and it's not because they genuinely believe in this like betterment of the world philosophy, it's because they believe in like greed. <laughs> yeah. and you know making a profit so get that fucking
0: kid out of here kyle you might be oh, able kidding? to hear a, uh, <laughs> another animal in the background joining us for the podcast a speaking some, of animal loving there's some adorable <laughs> cats over get here get that freaking thing out of here get that cat out of here send that it over to miranda the man with two brains have you seen that The no. Steve martin movie he's like a surgeon and he's always like scalpel something get that cat out of here <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i i don't mind the cat we're just like the corporation the second yeah. we'll turn off the microphone yeah Rude. as soon as
1: <laughs> All right, what else we got? Let's see. I'm going to consult my list, if you don't mind.
0: Well, here's something I didn't even remember because I kind of blocked it out of my memory, but there's also a point where they're forcibly breeding Oak Oh, I was going to save that for the end. Which was such a just totally fucked up and, like, very – that was, like, the furthest that the movie took to the extreme. And, again, if we're highlighting, you know, what they're going to do. They want to say and they want to make their point here, and it's pretty clear, obviously, uh, that they're making a very strong – point about that and that was very distressing I was going to say that for my nitpicking because I had written as a nitpick I could
1: do without the forced mating scene I could have done without it Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if we're talking about nitpicking, so I really loved this movie, but one of the things that um, I didn't like as much about the movie was the acting of Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I
2: just like honestly, I felt like the acting was all really elevated in the movie. Like Tilda Swinton is amazing, and I just thought the little girl was incredible. She held the the movie together, and then Jake Gyllenhaal was just so extra, and like he was like this caricature, and he. Mm-hmm really annoyed me. He didn't have
0: any credibility as a like Steve Irwin type naturalist right. yeah. which he, with the other people fit the mold of what they were doing. They were so polished. Like the CEO was like a CEO but had you know the, the mirror image side. He didn't have any, like, even when the cameras were on, he was like the biggest doofus ever, and like, <laughs> but not in, was, in a
2: good way, not, not, in, not a like go- in a satire way. Like, not at all. You know?
0: It seemed like he had no credibility to be there talking about. Yeah, it just seemed like a very unfortunate miscasting situation.
1: I had so, written down, as I was watching the movie again, real time notes. Yeah. I had written down, man, this guy looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <coughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: Only when the credits roll, I was like, "Oh shit, it was." Yeah. I guess that's how goofy and bug-eyed and and
0: totally, I like. So doofas.
2: extra. Though, yeah, and you know?
0: I love Jake Gyllenhaal on so many things, especially so many weird things recently. But I thought that that was so distracting and really distracting. And, uh, hey, Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs>
1: we're covering what I'm things. comfortable covering I like that movie best
2: role. it was <laughs> it was
1: pretty I fucking anyway alright next up yeah fuck, what, what do you um, have next <laughs> I, I thought this was interesting you wrote this down okay. because this is a huge philosophical question and that is what makes an animal worth saving
2: right Aaron well, because you look at you can you can look at the eyes of Okja, and there's something about the demeanor of this animal that you think that it can like have abstract reasoning. It can understand love and compassion, and
1: it can understand how to swing yeah. somebody off of, uh, across a cliff and save
2: them. Right? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> pretty pretty just... good.
1: Okja does physics.
2: Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, Side note, <laughs> not to get too off topic. That was actually my favorite part of the movie was wow. when um, Okja like falls off of the cliff, mm-hmm. and you think that the the super pig dies like early on in the movie you're like oh my god it just fell off a cliff like I is that the end like did mm-hmm. this animal die and then Miha goes down to the bottom of the cliff to go find Okja and Okja's just like laying on its back like a dog waiting for its Had belly to get rubbed and yeah. you're like oh my god you're so cute <laughs> and you just love it and it's like little nipple is sticking out mm-hmm. or whatever it's utter thing.
0: Yeah and you, you know d- what I'm talking you about. You know it. You know <laughs> did I? know. Oh. you know the su- okay. you took your super pig anatomy course?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right but what makes an animal worth saving
2: um i think it's like the the same features that a dog has you look in their eyes and you can like feel like it's your friend like it understands you look in a cat's eyes and you're like yeah this this is a self-serving animal <laughs> <laughs> Send and it to Miranda. you 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 look in a dog's eyes and they're like friend friend <laughs> you know
0: yeah. and i thought that yeah a it- one of the things that you said earlier about Miha having the the chickens on the mountain and everything, and part of what I walked away with from this film was, I have options and choices, and I have the ability to feel and think and then make life decisions that not everybody around the world has. And obviously, Miha and her family... Um, the uncle that was involved in this process receiving the super pig and growing a deer, they have little options and they're being directly taken advantage of by these companies and other places. So those of us that can identify that we have privilege and we have options can and should make choices that support our moral beliefs and that support the betterment and help of those that do not have those options. And this was a perfect ex- example of Worldwide civilizations around the world that utilize those resources and grow with them and respect them and love them and have a completely different appreciation than the U.S. mentality of not knowing where or caring where any of the food resources that they're consuming mm-hmm. come from.
2: Well said, Kyle. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I, I like what you said about being in a position where you
1: have the ability to choose. You know, we we you know, depending on where you live and your upbringing and what's available to you, that a lot of times your zip code will determine your your health outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And beyond, like beyond the United States and its, you know, address format of zip codes, but whatever. If you So, you know, what makes an animal worth saving? You know, I think as a vegetarian I've had to have this conversation many a time, like why this versus not right. that and this, that, and the other thing. And mine is always boiled down to I won't eat anything that has a nervous system. You know? Mm. Simple as that. Because so, mm-hmm. some people try to make this stupid arguments like, well, plant is alive. It's like, yeah, but... It, you know, like it, it's yeah. not gonna fucking. It, then
0: you're that one guy in the movie who yeah. won't eat anything yeah. and casts yeah. a shadow and is gonna walk oh, away and die. Exactly.
1: That could segue <laughs> us into the, the 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 one of the other points that Aaron had. But yeah. I I pretty much I don't have to like make the decision. I I've chosen not I've chosen not to have to make the decision like what animal is worth saving because I've just classified them all worth saving. Like I'll just right. eat the plants. Only <laughs> the plants. And that's it because I'm able to choose. And, uh, you know, I've worked in institutions where I've had to feed animals to other animals. So how do you overcome that? Mm -hmm. And that's an easy one for me too since we're talking about vegetarianism and choosing. And I go, because I have the ability to think on a higher level. And I am not, you know, regardless of what wacko shit you may read out there, humans are not obligate carnivores. Nope. There you go. But an owl is. You can't feed an owl kale. (laughs) Make the decision for it and say, you're going to be just fine. Here you go, you fucker. Right? Like, (laughs) but as humans, we can make that choice. Right. And collecting all the data from an environmental standpoint, a health standpoint, a moral and ethical standpoint, all the standpoints. People ask Mm -hmm. me all the time, why are you vegetarian? I go, why do you think? Mm-hmm. I go, name a reason, and that's the reason.
0: Name as many reasons you can. You're
2: so confrontational. Why are you a vegetarian? What do you think?
0: No! <laughs> yes, I am, actually. <laughs> Speaking of, of confrontational, <laughs> I'm cutting us off here because we are at the end of our time, but we are going to pick this conversation okay, up, and we're going to expand it even further by talking about some of our favorite uh, environmental documentaries and other concepts, as well as further discussion of Oak Jaw. So... To wrap up our conclusion of Oakja as a story as the as the movie that we saw mm-hmm. um, what were your overall takeaways and what grade would you give it Go ahead er-
2: Um, I would say my overall takeaways is that most of the acting was spot on and the social and political commentary was really powerful. And I felt like there was a strong message at the end. I also think at the very end, they're alluding to a sequel, Mm. maybe if you watch the Mm -hmm. end credits and, um, I would give it, what's the rating scale?
0: A through F classic, uh, classic school grade. Oh,
2: great. I'd give it an A. I really enjoyed it.
0: Excellent. I'm going to give it...
1: I'm going to give it an A... Oh, shit. I can't believe I'm stammering here. <laughs> it's like I want to give it an A. Well, I don't know
0: if it's the right. I want to give
1: it an A, but... Um, no, you know what? I'll give it an A. Fuck that. I'm going to give it an A because <laughs> I don't. I like when a movie is, is, is a simple, straightforward tale with a very rich main character, a lot of humor, a lot of social commentary, an unmistakable message. It's in mm-hmm. your face. It's not afraid to take uh, risks creatively. It goes from being kind of slapsticky silly at times like the, the little girl survives a, a downright absurd chase scene she mm-hmm. bounced off of fucking concrete like a goddamn handball you know <laughs> um but then they're like yeah now you're in a slaughterhouse nothing funny about the next like 30 minutes of the movie you yeah. know it's like holy shit yeah so kudos because who makes movies like this right who mm-hmm. the fuck makes movies like this nobody
0: so i was pretty thankful to be able to watch it a a nice. a for me obviously since it was a life-changing experience overall that's it made me look at every animal afterwards and evaluate uh, my my humanity against it. and I'll continue to do that probably forever. so solid day. All right. Go out and see Oakjaw! It's great. or rather, you don't even have to Stay go on. out and see it. Stay on watch it on your phone. <laughs> it's a Netflix app, you can do that. Uh, and that's all we have time for today. So thanks so much for listening. This has been loud on the set with Kyle and James. and today, Aaron, Thank you so much. We're going to pick up this conversation, continue it, go into a little bit more depth, talk about some more movies. Send us some of your favorite environmental documentaries and films, what you thought of Oakjaw, allowed on the at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and go out and see some wonderful movies and have a great time. See you later. Bye. And
1: cut.